don't be overwhelmed by everything that you have to go through. And, you know, this is going to take a, some significant time out of your, your uh, personal life probably. So just, you know, understand that going into this process and, and just be patient with it. Welcome to another episode of the CPA Exam Experience Podcast from Superfast CPA. I'm Nate, and in today's interview, you're going to hear me talk with Jonathan. So with Jonathan's story, he started the CPA exam back in 2017. He got really close on his first attempt, but he put in a huge amount of time and effort into studying. And once he found out that he failed that first attempt, he was pretty burnt out from how much time and effort he'd been putting in along with working. And so he just kind of put the CPA exams on the back burner. Now, the thing I really like about Jonathan's story or this interview is that when he came back around the second time, he made balance a priority above all else, meaning he made it a point before he started the second time with the CPA exams that he was still going to have a social life. He was still going to do things that he enjoyed doing, and he was still going to work out just so that he had this sense of balance and his whole life wasn't work and then study, which you know, it's something I talk about a lot. It's worth pointing out, though, that is only possible if you really have your study process nailed down so that you know in you know a two-hour study session, you're having these very effective study sessions where you're getting a lot done. The classic thing I like to say is when you really have your study process nailed down and you're highly efficient, you can get more done in two hours than someone studying four to five hours the normal way. The other thing with Jonathan that you'll hear is that to support this balanced lifestyle, meaning spending less time sitting in front of his review course, he used our study tools on our app a lot. And he just talks about the benefits of that, how he could be listening to the audios whenever he was driving. Before a meeting started, he could get through three or four mini quizzes. He would read the review notes. Just once you start using the study tools on your phone, it's really easy to fit in a lot of extra high quality study time just as you go throughout your normal day. So as you'll hear Jonathan describe, if you do this two hours in the morning and then you use the study tools all throughout the day, you fit in another one or two or three extra hours of study time in addition to your morning study session. And so by the time you're done with work, you've put in a very high quality day of studying and you still have your evenings free to have a social life, go to the gym, just do the things that give you that sense of balance so that you're not feeling like your entire life is just work and then study. So before we get into the interview with Jonathan, of course, I just need to mention our free one hour study training webinars. That is where we walk you through the six key ingredients to a highly effective and efficient study process. When all six of these things are present in some form in your daily and weekly process, it's honestly hard to go wrong with your CPA study. So the link to those trainings will be down in the description of this video, or if you're just listening to the podcast version, it will be in the description of the episode as well. So with that out of the way, let's get into the interview with Jonathan. Central time, where are you located? I am in San Antonio, Texas, so no snow on the ground over here. It's uh, it's about 70 degrees out right now, so pretty nice weather. Yeah, that's really cool. That's So is it... Uh, if you have 70 now, is it it's extremely hot in the summer then? Yes, it is. It's usually probably mid to high 90s into the hundreds even, like over the summer. So it's it's pretty warm. So we have about a two-month window where it's usually nice golfing weather, and that's about all we get. So, And that's right now? Um, yeah, usually from about now till like end of April or so is pretty okay. nice. Okay. So, yeah, in Utah we have... Uh, you know, like Utah's like divided in two. It, you're up here in the mountains in Salt Lake, and mm-hmm. if you drive three hours down to St. George, um, that's where all the red rock, you know, similar to the Grand Canyon, but you like go down, I don't know, 2,000 feet. And uh, it's awesome right now. It's like 60s. So I go down there and golf like two or three times in the winter. But then in the summer, yeah, it like hits 100, 100 plus. So. Anyways, pretty similar. Yeah, for sure. Have you listened to any of these other interviews? Do you kind of know how these go? I've listened to several. Um, and actually, to be honest, I got certain tips of how to study from those interviews. So 
they were helpful and you know I definitely had seen some interviews prior to this and it, you know I thought about different things that I did differently that were applicable to hopefully to other people using this this uh, study program yeah okay yeah um, yeah we'll get into all that that's that's one thing doing all these interviews every person has like several things that are just kind of you know a unique version of the study strategies or whatever but then we I've done enough of these episodes where people will be like yeah so this episode I got this tip and for some reason it was just like I don't know something yeah, someone no, it, it's, said it's, six months later speaks directly to somebody else yeah exactly yeah I think I listened to so I started studying um, like December of 21 so it's been about 14 months or so since I started and uh, at that time I listened to probably three or four different episodes just to you know I wanted to see what people were doing what was the best practice I guess for how it worked for them I haven't once I started kind of getting my study habits going and taking these exams I didn't pay attention as much at that point just because I kind of already had like what was working for me I guess yeah um, but yeah that's that's okay. kind of been okay yeah um, so usually I just kind of refer back to just to kind of start what you wrote on your the little form so let me pull this up okay okay so you just said super fast CPA was extremely helpful to me in my study process um, did you have a period when you first started where you know you were just kind of doing the the normal way grinding through each lesson like video lecture chapter or did you find us before you even started so interestingly enough so I, I mentioned that I started studying back in December of 2021 however that was kind of my second time starting up the CPA process so I actually graduated with my master's degree in the fall of 2017 and so I sat for far in March of 2018 and I got like a 72 and and it was kind of like a transition point in my life and you know I started a new job and everything kind of got pushed to the back burner but getting back to super fast I actually there was a lady in my office who had used it um, prior to me getting my CPA materials and so I I think there was like a Black Friday special back in like 2017 and so I I purchased whatever package it was back then and um, so I was actually using that kind of alongside with my Wiley product um, back then so I would use it kind of just in conjunction I would do, I would do those five question quizzes I would look at the um, at the written notes I would actually print those out in a binder because I kind of liked looking at them as a hard copy rather than electronically sometimes it was easier to yeah. you know highlight little things or make a little notation off to the side um, and then I even used the audio notes I think I'm in the in the form that I submitted for this interview I think I mentioned how I would use the audio notes a lot when I was exercising or going to the gym or something um, just to kind of reinforce those principles that you had been going over I guess so okay okay so so back in uh, what'd you say 20 well obviously 2017 was that right when you were done with your masters and you just started the CP exams originally correct so I um, I started studying like right around Christmas time of 2018 because I, I graduated in December of, or, I'm sorry 2017 I graduated in December and so right around Christmas time was when I started studying for FAR um, and so I think that what was different about me and my journey is obviously you know there was about a four-year gap before I started studying again and so because of that I kind of forced myself to go back through like those Wiley lectures and I would go through each video lecture and do the corresponding assessment just because not everything was so relevant and recent to me um, mm -hmm. And a lot of these people, I'm sure, are probably just getting out of their master's degrees or whatever. And, and so a lot of this information is probably pretty recent that they've gone over. And so they might be able to hammer out multiple choice questions and then, and you know, kind of learn that way. But I was almost starting from scratch again four years later. So that was probably something that's a lot different for me than it is for other people going on right now. Yeah. Well, okay. So, but going back to 2017, um, so what happened with that whole thing? You just, you studied for a few months or I don't know, a year or something and then uh, you failed one exam or what was that whole thing? What, what led to the four year uh, break? So I, I, as I mentioned, I started studying around Christmas time of 2017 and then I had scheduled in early January, I scheduled my exam for I think it was the first week of March for FAR and um, 
I mean, I, I was just new to the whole process at that point, so I wasn't sure like what was going to work for me specifically or what was the best way to go about it. And um, I mean, I, looking back, I probably, compared to what I've done recently to pass three exams at this point, um, I just, I guess I didn't put in as much effort as I needed to. Um, a lot of it too was I upgraded my, since I started studying again, I upgraded my Wiley package to include like the, the test bank to where I could just, you know, hammer out multiple choice questions for each section. Um, I didn't have that capability the first time and I think that made a huge difference this time around just to keep keep going over that. But um, in terms of the gap, so as I mentioned, I got a 72 and I, I mean, I was close. I, if I had retaken that within about a month, I bet I would have passed, but mm -hmm. I was starting a new job at that point, and then um, I was just kind of burnt out a little bit at that point, because I, I went straight from undergrad. I finished my undergrad when I was 21 years old, went straight into grad school and started working, and then finished grad school and started studying for CPA exam, and then I, I got a 72 and started a new job right then, and I was just, I was kind of burnt out, and so I wanted to, you know, have some life experience. I wanted to travel and, and live, I guess, and, you know, I just kept pushing it off and pushing it off until one day I realized, you know, if I want to really move forward in this profession, I, I absolutely need to have that, and so I I just knew that this was something that I needed to, to pursue at some point. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's a big, uh, that's a big point, kind of you, you don't know what you don't know, like, when someone starts this process, there's, uh, I don't know, that comes up a lot in like support emails. I don't know, it's like they don't, uh, I can just tell when we get an email and they're talking about certain things or like, why doesn't it have this or, you know, this feature? And it's kind of like, well, or, or the big thing is, a lot of times people uh, like get our program and it's not clear that they, it's like they think it's a replacement for Becker or something, you know, like the main review course. Mm -hmm. And so, so then it's clear like, well, okay, you're not, I know you're not deep into this process if you're kind of asking that question because our whole thing is solving the big three problems that the review course alone presents, you know, like the overwhelm with the amount of information, finding the time to study. That's what our study tools solves, kind of like you mentioned. And then the whole retention thing, just yes, constantly sir. hitting things over and over. Um, but yeah, you, you kind of have to just, someone has to kind of start the process and attempt this to even kind of realize what the issues with the study process are. Um, I think definitely that's kind of what you were saying. Exactly. It's a trial by error kind of thing. Once you, yeah. once you start getting through it, you realize what works for you specifically and then you know, you kind of have that same approach as you're finishing out your exams. Yeah. Okay. So a few years go by, you realize you need to finish your CPA. So you come back to it. And what was your, what was your process then? So I, um, I upgraded my Wiley package to, I, I don't know what the, the terms are, but I got like the platinum package that includes all the study material, the, the uh, spiral notebooks, the flashcards, and the test bank items, so you can just, you know, really drill down or drill into multiple choice questions throughout the day. Um, so I upgraded that initially, and then because it had been several years since I had been studying, you know, I really went through each and every lesson for every exam. So I started with FAR the first time again, and I went through all the video lectures, and, and FAR has quite a bit of material, so it took probably about a month and a half to go through all of those video lectures. And then once I finished the video lectures and the assessments, then that was when I would really focus on the multiple choice questions and the simulations. And then, however, throughout that entire process, I was also using the super fast material because, um, you know, obviously as I'm going through these lessons, you know, I'm something that I went over two weeks ago may not be sticking with me as much. And so that's when these five question multiple choice quizzes really came came to be useful because, you know, every night, you know, if I had 15, 20 minutes of downtime, I would try to take three or four quizzes. And, you know, I found myself doing that, you know, five times a day. So I probably do easily like 100 questions on on um, the Superfast app and just, you know, whether it was in the morning or the afternoon or right before I went to bed, just to kind of keep things relevant on my mind. So that way, you know, I can keep moving forward with, with new topics through Wiley, but keep everything fresh that I'd already gone over. And so I found that was a pretty effective strategy to have. 
Um, and then once I finished all of my material on Wiley, I would you know, really aim to do about 150 to 200 multiple choice questions a day, um, de depending on the exam. Some far those questions took a little bit longer to go through, so maybe it was closer to the 150, but for some of the other ones that are more um, just principle-based and not necessarily calculations and so forth that take a little while, I would aim for you know closer to 200 probably. Um, and then in the meantime, the simulations, I would initially on FAR, I would try to do a, a couple here and there just to more so like understand like the ways they could ask the questions, but not necessarily as a learning, like the material kind of thing. Um, because on the simulations, there's just so many ways they can ask you questions. And I wanted to familiarize myself with those more so than trying to learn things um, and really use the multiple choice to kind of hammer home those principles, so to speak. Yeah, that's that's a good way of describing it. The the MCQs for kind of learning the, I don't know, like the why behind things, like the conceptual side of things. And then your sims, you're mostly just using to get familiar with the like the format, like how to actually fill them out if it's presented like this or presented like this. Yes, sir. Um, okay, so going back to so your first month and a half, are you saying that your study session would basically consist of watching the, the Wiley video lecture for a topic and then just throughout the day you kind of used our study tools or would you do like the video lecture and the questions for that lesson in Wiley, or what? What, what specifically was your? Uh, so I would process? I would wake up in the morning and I, I'm fortunate because I work remotely, so I don't have to worry about commuting to and from work, and so it would make it easier to get about two hours of studying in every morning. And so I would try to fit in as many video lectures, and after each so while the video lectures are going on, I'm taking my own notes, but then once that was done, I would take the assessment with each lesson. Um, and so that was a great kind of initial way to go over material and then, you know, expose yourself to multiple, uh, multiple choice questions. And then throughout the day, I mean, that was always my, my aiming point with studying for Wiley was to get those two hours in in the morning. And then I would, you know, whether I had 10 minutes before a meeting or some downtime during lunch or in the evening, I would try to find, you know, a little time here and there to, to get into that um, super fast CPA app and just take those five question quizzes and so i found myself probably doing easily like 10 to 15 quizzes throughout the day um and you know some of it was material that i might have gone over already and some of it might have been things that i hadn't gone over yet but either way it was good exposure whether we're keeping items relevant in my mind or we're kind of you know preparing me for things that are to come in future lessons <laughs> so either way it was, it was it was beneficial for sure I was just going to ask you that exact question. Actually, for like the last five minutes, I was wanting to ask you that. Because that's, again, going back to when someone first signs up, if they're not, uh, you know, we do that free one-hour webinar that explains our whole rationale for mm -hmm. like how our study tools are set up. But a lot of times people purchase before they've watched that. So they're, again, they're kind of thinking it's going to be like a normal review course where they can choose topics you know, set up a quiz the way they want it. And uh, our quizzes are just five questions from everything for a reason. So I was going to ask you just, yeah, did, did you feel like that was helpful or you kind of got the idea of why that is? Because like you just said, if it's something you've already covered, it's re-review. But if not, because our questions are kind of simplified, you're just kind of getting a big picture introduction to new topics that you're going to eventually get to yeah no exactly i really enjoyed the fact that some of it was new material that i hadn't gone over yet um because even though we're not necessarily learning in depth when we're just going through like a multiple choice question or two um it's it's still kind of almost mentally just preparing you for what's to come i guess um and so then when you get there it's like oh you kind of connect the dots between the the material that you're going over versus the questions that you had seen before and and so i thought that that was a really good way to kind of fill the gap when, yeah. when going through this for sure okay and the uh i guess you kind of said this so you would print out the review notes and would you use those in your well i guess how would you use those you know you would watch the wiley lectures do the wiley questions where would your printed review notes come in 
Totally. So, um, usually, the way I, I think I went through the notes all together three or four times for each exam. And so I would usually kind of go through the notes to begin with before I even start the Wiley material. You know, I might take a day or two to just read through it and just kind of, you know, basically just gain some exposure to these new topics that we're about to go through. And I thought that was a good way to kind of introduce myself to these items. And then I would probably go through all the Wiley lectures. And so about a month later, I might go back through the, the actual written notes and then the day before every exam that I've taken, I've actually reviewed the notes. I thought that was like a great day before review, um, especially because the, the notes are set up in a way that it gives you the information that you need without being so overbearing. Um, so it's, it doesn't, you know, depending on the exam, I think the one that had the longest, um, you know, length in terms of pages was reg, if I recall correctly. But most of them, you know, you could get through within an hour or two, and that was a great way to just kind of rehash everything the day before the exam, I felt like. Okay. Yeah, okay, so you basically, I've kind of heard those ideas separately. Um, yeah, I've heard before someone would be like, every section I would just read the notes all the way through before I started my lessons in FAR or whatever. So it sounds like you did that. And then there's kind of the, I don't know, the day-to-day -day use for re-review or just uh and and you kind of said you would use your printed out notes as a almost your own set of notes like you would make mark things up and add little comments exactly yeah so i mean i'm sorry i keep looking to the right because i see my my uh, binder with my printed off notes right there but yeah i've um, got two screens i'm doing the same thing <laughs> no worries so i would i mean yeah it was it was just super helpful to be able to look at different topics and just write like little things to remember things whether it's acronyms or something just so that way you could kind of remember certain items and i don't have anything specific I, I remember you know writing down acronyms as i was going through notes so that way i can remember the order of certain things um but but yeah just having those notes available and being able to review those on a physical copy rather than just electronically was helpful for me and i probably would have gone through these notes more but i actually use the audio notes a lot so i Throughout this process, I, because I got burnt out and initially, I tried to be really diligent in terms of making sure I was still having a social life, still you know, being physically active and exercising. So when I would go to the gym or I would go on the treadmill, I would you know, I'd put my headphones in and I would listen to audio notes. And so that, in that instance, that would be helpful too because I would try to gauge that to where if I went over a certain thing on my Wiley lesson, I would take the, the audio notes that were closely associated with it. So that way it was just kind of reinforcing what I had learned at that point. So I think, you know, both of those items in conjunction were extremely helpful for me. Yeah. Um, yes. That's, that's another thing I say to people is using the study tool, like what is that it's important to use all three study tools each day. Because it like hits your brain differently, the review notes compared to the audio notes or the quizzes. So I wanted to ask you about the whole like having a life aspect. So obviously I think that's really important and it makes this whole process more sustainable, you know, over the months that it takes. Um, so you would do your two hours in the morning. So when you went from the your month and a half of covering all the videos and then you switched to kind of covering all the MCQs, was that just your kind of your format? Two hours in the morning, many sessions throughout the day with our study tools, and then the evenings you'd kind of have to just have a normal life, so to speak? Yeah, exactly, because by getting all of that done throughout the day, you know, if I went out and went to dinner with my wife or hung out with friends, um, you know, I wouldn't feel guilty that I didn't get that work in throughout the day. Um, so I felt like that was really important for me. And, and just you know having longevity because even even if you're trying to get through this process as quickly as you can it's still going to be a relatively long process it's not something that's just going to you know be a quick turnaround within a month I'm, i've heard of people who have passed four exams within a month but it, it's not <laughs> it's not very common um especially for people who are working full-time as well so um I, I think by still maintaining that social aspect i was able to as you alluded to have that longevity and, and mentally just you know, not be burnt out, so to speak. Um, especially after the first time when I was burnt out, I didn't really, granted it was different back then for me because the job that I had, I was 
in in office back then you know after covid everything kind of transitioned a lot of things transitioned to remotely and, and so that was you know definitely important for my ability to study because that basically took out an hour of commuting every day so you could reallocate that time to apply towards studying and preparing for exams but um so back back before covid when i was studying you know i would have to be in the office by like 7 30 to 8 and so if i was getting two hours of studying in the morning i was waking up so early and by the time you get done with work and you commute home you'd just be exhausted and you would want to go to bed and so i i didn't maintain a relationships and friendships and for those you know several months that i was studying so that that was another reason why i kept pushing this process aside was that i didn't have a very good experience over those several months and so i i didn't want to have to go back through that i guess yeah i mean right if it's if it's like you wake up go to work and then try to study for four hours after work that's your entire life and for a lot of people they do that and then they fail the exam so it's like not even working so then they're obviously questioning why am i even doing this yeah it gets pretty miserable pretty fast um so you mentioned taking notes on the notes but did you have a separate note taking system or did you use flashcards or some form of like putting things you struggle to understand in your own words so um I actually, for when I was going through all of my Wiley assessments, I would just on flashcards, I would write down like with each lesson. So on each lesson, I would do like the title of the lesson, I would do the date that I w was going over it. And then I would just write down like important topics that, that I felt I needed to have. And so by the end of it, you know, you'd have a stack of flashcards that thick. And, you know, it was just kind of a good way to kind of flip through um, as you were leading up to the exam, just to refresh on certain topics. but. Um, that, I mean, that was good in terms of gaining exposure and, and keeping everything fresh. But ultimately, I felt like, you know, while those notes were helpful, I still felt like the multiple choice was really where you reinforced everything and, and gained probably the most knowledge. Yeah, there's just there's something about um, seeing a question, like pressing a button and then seeing if you were right or wrong and like, OK, what 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 am I missing here? That's I don't know. I think that's like by far the most effective way overall like mcqs are the best learning tool overall um you mentioned how you use the sims uh so you you said you a month and a half to co cover all the videos and then to cover all the mcqs was another how long so it wasn't necessarily that i was just trying to cover all the mcqs it was more so like i would through wiley i would do like the test bank and so you can set it up to where you can you know, each exam has either four or five sections on it. And so I would take, you know, maybe a 20 or 30 question test lit over one section. And then I would actually keep a spreadsheet where I would, you know, gauge my, my progress. And so I would know how well I'm scoring each day in what specific section. So that way I can know kind of what area I'm performing well in, where I'm struggling. And so that would kind of, you know, inf reinforce like which area I needed to focus on as I'm leading up to the exams. Um, and for me personally, it was always once I kind of was averaging about an 82 to 85 across the board for all these sections. Um, that was when I felt just mentally comfortable, I guess, with scheduling the exams. So most of the time that would take about roughly a month of, of just multiple choice questions. Um, so it wasn't necessarily going through all of it. It was just, you know, feeling comfortable with the material and, and performing well over a certain period of time. Okay. Okay. So you finish the videos and then let's say that the Wiley is divided into five sections. So when you start your MCQ process, you go in on day one of that and you take 20 or 30 questions from section one and then is the next day section two and then the next day section three, or do you drill down based on how you scored on subtopics of section one? So what I ended up doing was I would do 30, uh, 30 question, 20 to 30 questions per section, but I would do, you know, each section every day. So I would, that's how I'd get up to like my 150 questions or so. So I might do 30 questions for each section, each of the five sections and hit 150. And even if I got, you know, a, a 50 or a 60 in section one, I would still move on to section two because my mindset was like, you know, I, even though I'm not where I need to be, you know, I still need to kind of gauge where I am in these other sections before I can, you know, really start moving forward. So that way I didn't just focus on one area and, you know, let any other area kind of fall behind. And also it wasn't 
if I did section one first, where I felt comfortable with that before moving on to section two, then you know I might be focusing on section two and then section three, and then some of the stuff that I learned in section one and two that made me feel comfortable that might have you know kind of fallen off by that point. So that way, everything was just being reinforced throughout that entire process rather than just focusing on one thing at a time. Gotcha. So if you're trying to hit 100 to 150 MCQs a day, you're fitting all that in in just the morning two hours? Uh, normally, yes. I, I mean, again, it depends on the section, right? Because there's some sections that, you know, like FAR, where it might be multiple calculations that are needed just for one, one question. It might yeah. take three to four minutes, but then you might have something on um, like reg or audit where it's just like a principle related item where you can see it and answer it in like 20 seconds. So, um, you know, I, I would try to get as many as I could in the morning within that hour and a half to two hour window. And if I didn't get to the point where I needed to, then I would try to find, um, you know, maybe some time during lunch or maybe 30 more minutes in the evening, whatever it might be, just to kind of hit that quota on the day. Yeah. And I think that's a, I think that's a really valuable thing, um, is kind of like a, a benchmark because it's easy to spend two or three hours, but if you get sidetracked or like go on this goose chase for a specific thing, or you're like watching the videos, two hours goes by. Anyways, once you're working on questions, having a certain amount each day, then you just know, you know, that you've covered X amount of questions um, versus doing 15 or 20 and getting sidetracked and you still you still spend the two or three hours but you only got through 20 questions so kind of putting in the time it takes to hit your numbers each day i don't know i think it's obviously like a more effective way of doing it yeah exactly and by kind of being consistent with that i, I told you how i kind of kept my own metrics for how i was scoring for each section so that way you know like every day you know you had the bare minimum amount of questions that you were kind of comparing percentage wise and so, you know, it's not like you scored 100% on one day, but you only did 10 questions and you do 30 questions the next day and, you know, average is 65 or something. So that way, you know, it gave me kind of just the consistency that I needed to feel comfortable with the material, I felt like. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to do that many questions. And, you know, you just get, you get good at answering MCQs, which is, that sounds maybe weird, again, to someone who's not deep into this process, but you have to be good at the MCQs to do well in test day. Because the big thing with the Sims is having as much time as possible, you know, to just sit there and digest the exhibits and figure out. It just takes time to like deal with the Sims. So was that kind of your experience on test day? You got through the MCQs relatively quickly and easily so mm -hmm. that you had a bunch of time for the Sims? Yeah, so um, I remember all of the exams that, I, that I've done, well, I've taken all exams now. I, the last one that I have is BEC, and I'm, I took that about a week ago, so I'm still waiting on the results of that one. Okay. But um, all of the exams, you know, I've, my aiming point going into it was always to try to finish the multiple choice questions at least within an hour and a half, if not less time. So that way, um, you know, just ample time for, for simulations. Because I remember my first exam that I passed was FAR this past March, and I, I finished multiple choice questions relatively quick and there was one really long um, simulation and it, I felt like it took like 30 or 40 minutes. It was a really long like, I, I don't remember what it was specifically, but it took a long time and I ended up turning the exam in with like 15 minutes left I think, which was, you know, after finishing the multiple choice questions so early, that was not something that I was kind of forecasting, but if I hadn't yeah. been able to get through the multiple choice that quickly, I definitely wouldn't, I probably would have been really struggling to turn it in on time. So that was the only exam that I was really ever pressed up against the time barrier, but um, yeah, just you really reinforce those multiple choice questions so that way you can get through them and, and focus on the other areas that require a little bit more of your time and attention. Yeah, right. It's just, yeah, you just, you don't know. And the way they changed, like when I took the exams, you got all the Sims at the same time so you could click through all of them. But now you have to like fully submit each little mini uh, Tesla. So like you might have a really hard one or you just don't know what's going to, what's going to appear in those other two sim testlets. So yeah, like moving on is a huge strategy or time thing. 
Okay, so one question I've been meaning to ask is, so your first attempt, the four years ago or whatever, and then you start this new process, did you feel like immediately or, I don't know, within a few weeks that it was working better? Or was it only until you took your first section with this new way and found out you passed that confirmed like, okay, this is working better? Or did you just have a sense that while you were in it, it was already working better? It's, it's funny that you asked that So because people have asked me kind of similar questions in my office for as they're trying to get through this the study process as well. And it's, it's hard to say because you, you get back into it and you feel like you're making progress and doing well. But when it comes to it, like the only thing that it comes down to is, is the body of work and the effort that you put in for this. And um, even you can think that you're doing what you need to do and still maybe come up short. And so um, I think once I've passed that first exam, it kind of gave me the confidence to, you know, I'm, my methods are probably working. My, the amount of time that I'm spending um, on everything is, is probably sufficient. And so I just kind of kept that same, that same study, uh, just the, the same study regimen over the next three, three exams after that. So, um, yeah, I, I, to answer the, I was kind of all over the place with that answer, but it, it's really tough to kind of get confident with this exam because you can feel confident going into the exam, but the, you never know what you're going to get. It's, it's the luck of the draw on, on these exams. So you might have topics that you either know really well or maybe you don't know them really well. And so um, the only thing that I really ever felt confident in was the body of work that I had done to get to that point. And so as long as you kind of have a plan in place and you keep following that, you know, that's really all you can do. Um, and, and so I think you know, once you pass your first exam and you realize what works for you, then that kind of sets the, the foundation for the rest of your process. Yeah, right. I mean, at the end of the day, that's the biggest confirmation that what you're doing is working, you know, like the real score on the real exam. So, um, and the, the other thing that I would even throw in there is, um, you know, e even now, so I, I mentioned that I'm still waiting for, for BEC results and you know, every exam that I've walked out of since I, I restarted studying. So I've passed far on, it wasn't my first attempt overall, but it was my first time like restudying four years later. And then I passed audit on my first attempt and then I passed reg on my first attempt. And so um, every exam that I walked out of, I didn't necessarily feel confident that I passed, but all of the grades that I've gotten were not things that were borderline. Like I got an 85 on FAR, I got an 82 on reg, and I think a 79 on audit. So everything was, you know, pushing the 80s range, then being yeah. hovering around that 75. But even then, like I would walk out of the exams thinking like, oh no, I think I might have to reschedule this exam and take it again. So I don't know if there's really ever a good way to gauge like how you performed on an exam because we tend to overanalyze things. Right. So No, there's not. I mean, you know, I've talked to people that were positive. They like basically aced an exam and then they failed it and then people that are like i i bet i got a, like a 30 on that and passed it i mean it's just it's so subjective you do not know until you get the score but with your new process going three for three um did you kind of feel the same coming out of bec just there wasn't anything in there that was a complete surprise or i i know i didn't bomb any like major portion of it so like I should be pretty good. The term that I kept explaining to my friends was cautious optimism. I was like, I think that there's a decent chance that I passed, but I don't want to say outright that I did. Um, so, I mean, we'll see in the next few days. I actually get my results back tomorrow evening. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens then. But, um, you know, the other thing too with the exams that you kind of tend to overthink about is so my, my sister and father are both CPAs, and so you know they've definitely given me tips and tricks on, on what they went through. And my sister has spoken about it. It's kind of a myth. I don't know if it's ever been confirmed, but like if you perform really well on one test, that they, the exam might make the second one a little bit harder. And so um, I, don't know if, I don't know if you've ever heard that before, but um, because- the Like the, a full separate, like you're saying that it would be if you did really well on FAR, they're, so they so no within within the same exam. So for instance, oh, yeah, if you the testlet, the testlet. if you do really well on the first multiple choice testlet, they might make the second one a little bit harder questions. But oh, if you yeah. didn't, no, that is that is a that is a thing. 
okay. So, yeah. and I, I tend to overthink about things like that. And so like when I took BEC, <laughs> I, I felt like I did really well on the first test. And then I, there were like three or four questions on the second test. And I'm like, what am I even looking at? And, <laughs> and so then we get to the simulations and I felt like I blew through, like I breezed through those. And then I get to the written response questions and I felt like I breezed through those too. And so I get to the end of it, I'm thinking like, did I just perform well like on the multiple choice stuff and then I you know didn't do so well on the second test and then they gave me easier sims and written response questions and so I don't know what the answer is on that we'll, we'll see but it, it's just something where where when you're trying to gauge how well you did it's very hard because there's so many different nuances to this exam and mm -hmm. you, you just really never know right and I think on that uh, that that is one of those things that people get really they get really hung up on. And like almost during the exam, they if like subjectively, like they know that that's the case. If you do well on the first testlet, the second one won't be medium difficulty, it will be hard difficulty. Um, but if they don't think that they moved into the hard level, then they were like, oh, I blew it. Like in the exam, you know, I've heard that from a lot of people. So they kind of like get mentally defeated just because they don't think they moved from medium to hard and uh i don't know yeah so it's like it's kind of good to know how the exam works but at the same time you don't want to get so wrapped up in those kind of details that it throws you off when you're actually mm -hmm. taking the exam the other thing is if you know the material pretty well it'd be really hard to tell if it's harder or not you know because like if you know it it wouldn't really seem different. I don't know. It's just really subjective. Yeah, that's why it, it's just so hard. And, and I tend to overanalyze things to begin with. And so that's why when I look back at exams, it's, I could never just really give an estimate for my score. I would always just be like, uh, it's probably like 69 to 85 ranks. You just, <laughs> you never know. Yeah. So uh, the score release, I, isn't that today? Or does Texas, is Texas not a, what's it called? A NASBA state? No, it, it is. So I thought, so I took my exam on, let's see, it was the day before the Super Bowl on February 11th, that Saturday. And so I thought on NASBA it had said that, so usually it'll, it'll give a date and then it'll end up actually being posted the night before. Right. Um, yeah. So I, I think the date was the 22nd for this window. And so oh. I'm expecting that it would be available tomorrow night. Okay. And then the board yeah, would ratify that score later on. Yeah, you're probably right. Okay, so tomorrow you'll know. All right. Well, let me know how you do. <laughs> yes, I'm, sir. I'm confident it's going to be a pass. Um, so you're not officially done, but you probably will be by tomorrow. But um, now that, you know, once you started passing the sections and you know you're this close, most likely completely done, I mean, how does it feel to be... Okay, like let's say you pass tomorrow. How does it feel to be done finally? It, I mean, it's gonna feel incredible. I've, it's something that, you know, I'm, I actually turned 29 later this week and this has been something, a goal of mine since I was 19 years old. And so the fact that, you know, it's something that I've been working towards for about 10 years, it, you know, I, it's hard to put it into words, you know, what that means. And the fact that, you know, my father's a CPA and my sister's a CPA and um, just to, you know, have that and and be able to move forward in my career and obviously everyone pursues this because they want to extend their career and, and be as successful as they can and support their families and you know that's the same for me as anyone else and so you know to be able to just have my wife live a better life and future family that you know I, I can't wait for that um, it's it's been a lot of effort to get to this point and I just I'm, I'm so excited yeah yeah, it is awesome. It's like the biggest relief in the world to just be... It's almost weird because if, especially if you study in the morning, you're just so used to getting up every day and doing that. And then that's taken away and I don't know, just work feels like life's on easy mode after that. Yeah, it's, this last week has been great because, uh, you know, I, I still wake up early because my body's so used to it. But instead of studying, you know, I, I went to the gym or I went for a walk or something and and that was always a great way to start the day. And um, it, it'll be nice to kind of get back onto that same schedule again, but there's still like that, 
I don't, I don't know what you actually recommend after you take exams. If you say like, oh, you should keep studying the material until you get your results back, or if uh, you're like, yeah, maybe take a, you know, 10 days off until you get the results back. But I always kind of took those 10 days off to like clear my clear my head a little bit. And fortunately, you know, I passed those first three exams on the first attempt this second time around. But um, I mean, I, I guess that was a risk by not keeping the material uh, relevant and fresh on my mind. But I think at the same point, there's so much stress that goes into these exams that maybe taking a week off does you well mentally in the long term. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's one of those things. So for me personally, the way I did it, I always just assumed that I passed and the next day I would move on to the next section. Um, but talking with a lot of people the last few years, there's, there's just so many personality differences where taking a week off in between exams is a lot more beneficial for that person than immediately going to the next one and like taking no days off. For me, it was just easier, like honestly easier to just no days off ever. Because um, I would feel like one day off would just throw me off completely. But it's a totally different, you know, I've, I've learned that slowly, like, because I would kind of be really rigid in how I'd recommend things to people. And I don't know, you just realize that people deal better with maybe taking that, yeah, taking that week off or, or whatever. And clearly, you know, it's worked for you. So it's just... If you're passing sections, you can do whatever you want, you know? That's kind of the bottom line. Exactly. Yeah. All right, well, that uh, we, we've almost gone an hour. That went by really fast, so <laughs> I don't want to take up much more of your time. So the thing I always ask last is, uh, even if it's stuff we already covered, what would be your top three tips for people still trying to figure out, you know, like an effective study process or get their study process down? So I, my first tip that I would give someone is is to uh, you know just be patient with this process. Um, you know it's it's really easy to you know get your material through Wiley or Becker or wherever, and they send you all your books and your notes, and you and you look at each book, and it's about that thick, and you realize all the all the information that you still have to go through, and you're like, man, this is only one exam. I still have three more after this. So it's it's really easy to think about everything that you have to go through to you know get to this end goal of becoming a CPA but just really focus on the task at hand and try to be present and just put a plan in place and follow that as best as you can and at at the end of it you know hopefully everything works out well but you know just try to again don't don't be overwhelmed by everything that you have to go through and you know this is going to take a, some significant time out of your your uh, personal life probably so just you know understand that going into this process and, and just be patient with it would be the first tip. Um, the second tip that I would have would be, um, and this was something that I learned after my second exam, would be to always try to schedule your exams as close to the end of the, the window as you can, so that way it's the shortest turnaround time for getting your results. Yeah. For instance, I, I took my audit exam, I think it was mid-July, somewhere between the 16th and 20th, and I didn't get my results back until like August 11th or 12th. And so, you know, that was roughly three weeks that I was just kind of sitting there like, what am I supposed to do? Do I, I, I felt like if I started studying new material, like I didn't know if that was arrogant of me to assume that I passed or if I <laughs> should keep studying old material just to keep it relevant on my mind. And, you know, fortunately I did pass, but for someone who might be brushing up against that 18 month window, that's three weeks that they could save um, you know, down the line. So that would definitely be a topic that, I, or a, a tip that I would suggest for someone. And then I, I think my last tip would just be to, to the extent that it's possible to, you know, maintain a social life and a life outside of work and studying. Um, you know, I, I kind of mentioned earlier how I got burnt out my first time studying. And by the end of, you know, when I took FAR and, and got a 72 and I failed, I was just like, I don't want to go through this again. And, you know, I pushed to the back burner for three or four years. And so, um, you know, I think looking back, if I had taken a little bit more time to, you know, go have dinner with friends, go play around a golf, you know, whatever it might be, do things that you still enjoy. So that way it doesn't, life doesn't constantly feel like a burden during this process. Um, you know, and it's really cliche to say this, but like being physically active, you know, definitely does help with the burnout. So, you know, find an hour during lunch to go to the gym or in the evening or something and, and just keep, keep that schedule in addition to your, your study schedule, because it'll, definitely help in the long run yeah it is it's a huge 
it's a huge thing like whatever keeps you sane you have to like make time to do that i mean on the podcast here i've talked to people who were like um i made a priority to, to like save an hour to play video games every night you know like whatever whatever your thing is i, I do i think that's a huge thing so yeah all right um well yeah so we kind of went through everything i appreciate you doing the call it was fun to meet you you know chat hear your story um i'm pretty sure by tomorrow you're going to be have confirmed that you're done with this so i hope uh, so i'll I'll say i'll send you an email one way or the other (laughs) yeah yeah so i'll give you the congrats in advance but uh yeah it it was a pleasure meeting you as well and i appreciate you having me on here it was it was fun to talk about my experience yeah and it'll you know i think you're uh again like i said in the beginning everyone kind of has a specific at least one unique tip they gave and yours was different in that you would do kind of a video lecture uh segment to get through all the material i mean you were doing the mini session thing at the same time all day but work through the videos first and then the questions and uh you know i still i hear from people all the time that are like i just cannot i have to watch those videos and so that's just one version of how to do that anyways all right I don't want to take up much more of your day. So I appreciate you doing the call. I'm glad you found us. I'm glad you feel like it was helpful. And uh, again, in advance, congrats on being done. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for this product you put together. I don't, Wiley was definitely helpful, but I think this definitely was something that kind of took me a little bit further to kind of get me over the hump in a lot of ways. So I do appreciate you putting this all together. So that was the interview with Jonathan. As I mentioned in the beginning, I'm sure you found that very helpful and motivating, especially the emphasis on maintaining balance, doing some of the things that you still like doing or just that you find rejuvenating throughout this process. And again, that's only possible if you really get your study process nailed down to where every hour that you spend is highly effective and efficient. That way you're getting through lessons quickly. You are retaining and understanding more of what you're studying and If you need help with that, make sure to watch one of those free study training webinars. The link will be in the description of this episode. And if you're finding these episodes helpful, please take a second, share it with someone you know who's also working on their CPA exams, as these interviews are the most helpful free resource available anywhere for helping you figure out your CPA study process. If you're watching this on YouTube, please take a second to like the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't, and then leave a comment down below about one takeaway or one idea you got from Jonathan's interview. So thanks for watching or listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.